It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another edition of the Locked on Redskins podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell. Good to have you with us as the Washington Redskins keep adding to Ron Rivera's first coaching staff. So let's get to it right away because we have a lot of news to get to. The Redskins officially naming Scott Turner, their new offensive coordinator. And of course, that means Kevin O'Connell who was granted permission to speak to other teams because it wasn't going to work out. Kevin O'Connell really didn't want to be here. Uh, and I don't sense, I don't know for sure, but I don't sense that Ron Rivera was really too keen on keeping him and wanted to work with somebody that he had familiarity with. Now, who is Scott Turner? Well, you know the name, son of Norv. Of course, former Redskins head coach, so he has been, uh, of course, in this building plenty of times, FedEx Field at Redskins Park. Uh, he has been around the organization, saw what happened to his dad, has coached for a while. We'll get to the timeline in a little bit. Played high school football uh, in Northern Virginia. Uh, so, you know, he's been around, and he's only 37 years old, I believe, uh, is uh, the number I saw. I don't usually study people's ages, but uh, he is still pretty darn young. And here's some bio information on Scott Turner. Uh, he was, uh, you know, he, he's going into his ninth season um, in the NFL. He's going into his ninth season in the NFL. Now, he was with the Carolina Panthers in 2011, 2012, and then back again the last two seasons. But he did not take over the play calling. Uh, as the interim offensive coordinator until Ron Rivera was fired. He was the quarterback's coach. Uh, what was weird was Norv Turner uh, was not promoted to the interim head coach. Perry Fuel was, former Redskins uh, assistant, who wasn't very well liked here, quite honestly. Uh, however, as Redskins PR notes, in 2018, with Cam Newton on the field. Now, remember, Cam Newton was hurt towards the end of the season and was never right this year. Um, Cam Newton posted a 67.9% completion percentage, highest of any player in Panthers history. Uh, and again, that's with missing the final two games because he was hurt. He was playing hurt before that, obviously. Uh, he set a franchise record by throwing for at least two touchdown passes in 11 consecutive games and a 94-2 passer rating was third best in franchise history. Now, as Redskins PR continues to note, Panthers finished 10th in the NFL in net yards, 373.3, second highest average season in franchise history. That's this year. Carolina finished the season with a franchise record for most completions in a single season with 378. So now, before Turner came back to work with his dad, 
to work with Ron Rivera. He was at the University of Michigan as a senior offensive analyst in 2017. Of course, with Jim Harbaugh. The Wolverines, 8-5 and five that year. Running backs, 5.0 yards per carry or better. And the team ran for more than 2,000 yards. So he knows how to help obviously, get a good running game going, which is very important to me. Now, before going to Michigan, he worked as the quarterback's coach for the Minnesota Vikings from 2014 through 2016. As Redskins PR notes, in 2016, Sam Bradford, a 71.6 completion percentage. That was then an NFL record. And a single-season completion mark of 395, an interception percentage of 0.95 in 552 attempts, and a single-season completion percentage of 71.6, as we mentioned. That was the fourth-highest passer rating in Vikings history with a career-best 99.3. Now, what this screams out to me is... Scott Turner believes in a short passing game, right? You saw it with Christian McCaffrey. You see the natural running back screen game. This is something that the Redskins have never done enough of under Mike and Kyle Shanahan, which surprised me, under Jay Gruden, certainly, and even when Bill Callahan took over the reins, even though he said that was one of the things he wanted to do. The Redskins have thrown plenty of screens that look like screens, but they're not natural screens. They're checkdowns. Or they'll throw a screen to a tight end or a wide receiver, and he'll be immediately blown up, and they'll get two yards out of it. They need to be more Andy Reid, more Doug Peterson, more get the ball out of your hands over the top of a pass rush, get it in the hands of a running back who can make somebody miss in space, and open up things Elsewhere, They need to go low to high, in my opinion. Under Jay Gruden, and even under Kyle Shanahan, and Kyle Shanahan's obviously a genius, they were too high to low. How you improve your quarterback's accuracy, and therefore how you improve your quarterback's ability to, to not take so many hits, is by going low to high. Your offense will operate better if you go low to high as opposed to high to low, in my opinion. Now, I'm sure Jay Gruden would tell you opposite. I don't care. Here's what I know. I have years of data and proof. And my eyes tell me, if you get rid of the football quicker, your quarterback will take less hits, your quarterback will be more healthy, and your quarterback will ultimately be more successful. Now, there are times where you might bypass something deep down the field for something underneath. And I get how frustrating that can be. We're not talking about a conservative offense here. We're talking about the way Andy Reid runs his offense. Have you ever thought Andy Reid was conservative? Have you ever thought that Andy Reid didn't go down the field? You can go down the field when you have opportunities to go down the field, when there are matchups to go down the field. If you emphasize the screen game, like Andy Reid always has done, you get, again, your offense going and your running back dumps don't become just that. Like anybody can throw and check down. Chris Thompson has done a good job of that. Kirk Cousins, a 
lot of people call him che- Captain Checkdown. Well, why was he checking down so much? Because they were looking low, high to low. They weren't looking low to high. See, that's, I think, something that I hope Scott Turner is bringing to this offense. And to me, without fully studying the Carolina Panthers offense, but just knowing Christian McCaffrey, knowing how that offense looked when I've seen it, when the Redskins have played it and a couple of other times, that's what it seemed like they were doing, emphasizing the tight end as well. Now, the Redskins need a tight end because, you know, unless Jordan Reed can somehow, some way get back healthy, and I did see Jordan a week ago, and he looked good, but how could you count on that again, right? One other name that we need to get into, and we might as well do it right now and just throw it out there, is somebody who worked with Scott Turner a couple of years ago. We'll get to that next, right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast plus Other coaching moves still to come. I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us. As always, you can check me out on Twitter at Russellmania621. You can check out the podcast at Locked Redskins. As well, you can email me, Russellmania09 at gmail.com. Russellmania09 at gmail.com. Also, read me, si.com slash NFL slash Redskins, part of Redskins Maven and by subscription in Warpath Magazine and on the radio at 106.7 The Fan and thefandc.com slash listen plus the radio.com app. That's a lot, but listen. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, remember the days that you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, fellas. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. They're chewable. They work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. If you could benefit from a little more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code Locked On. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E Chew.com. Promo code Locked On to try it free. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're with you right here on the Locked On Redskins Podcast. I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us. So the name that we were mentioning that worked with new Redskins offensive coordinator Scott Turner just a couple of years ago, 2014-2015, Teddy Bridgewater. That's right. In 2015 with Turner, with the Minnesota Vikings, 
and coaching the quarterbacks. Bridgewater selected to a Pro Bowl in a second season in the NFL, his first as a full-time starter. Led the team to a division championship, passer rating up from 85-2 to 88-7, threw a couple of less interceptions while playing more in his second season. 3,231 passing yards and four, 14 rather passing touchdowns while rushing for three touchdowns. Now, in his rookie year of 2014, under Turner's leadership, uh, again, as the quarterback's coach, best season for a rookie quarterback in Vikings history, um, setting all sorts of records, completion percentage 64-6, passer rating 85.2. That was the seventh highest in NFL history for a rookie in his first career start in week four of that year, 317 passing yards and 558 net yards of offense in a 41-28 win. Before that, Turner was with the Cleveland Browns, helping Josh Gordon and others. Uh, And, of course, he started in the NFL, as we mentioned, with the Panthers as an offensive quality control coach under, of course, Ron Rivera, uh, where he learned basically the coaching stint. So um, he also coached on the collegiate level. Three years at the University of Pittsburgh uh, and also Oregon State, uh, and he played at UNLV. Now, most importantly, I think, to me, the name that jumps out to me of all of this is not Cam Newton. I, I mean, Cam Newton, you know, again, Carolina could go a different way with Cam Newton now that Matt Rule has taken over. I don't know. But to me... An intriguing name here is Teddy Bridgewater. If you think about it, right? Teddy Bridgewater, again, I just ran you down the list of accolades under Scott Turner's leadership and coaching, working directly with him. He's a free agent quarterback. He's been with the New Orleans Saints. He has not gotten the opportunity to play all that much. He did start a couple of games uh, while Drew Brees was hurt. This year, certainly I'm sure New Orleans would like to keep him in the house, and I'm sure that's where he'll likely stay. But he's a free agent, and he's going to be in some demand. And again, you'd think he has a chance to want to work with a guy that he had success with. So now the question becomes, Can you find a way to make it work here? Well, you say, how is that going to work? Dwayne Haskins, Dwayne Haskins. There's already rumblings, and Ron Rivera said it in his press conference, that nobody's guaranteed anything. Everybody's going to have to work. There is no, like, just slotting. Now, again, is it unlikely? Is it unlikely that the Redskins move on from Dwayne Haskins? Yes, Is it likely that they go out and sign another big-time veteran quarterback? And big-time might be a stretch. And a guy like Teddy Bridgewater, no, it's not likely. But could it happen? Yeah, because if they evaluate, and if Scott Turner evaluates, Dwayne Haskins to not be his guy, which I'm sure he already has a feel for, and Ron Rivera agrees, then they're going to look for somebody else because nobody can reasonably say under any circumstance that Alex Smith is coming back. Case Keenum and Colt McCoy are free agents. So maybe they say, oh, wait a second. We have a guy that we know we like. We know we've worked with. We know has come from a great system. We know the coaching points. 
Just throwing it out there as a possibility. Could Terry Teddy Bridgewater be a possible fit here with the Washington Redskins? Again, unlikely, but it ain't going to be the last time you hear from me on this because it immediately jumps out as a guy that is available, a guy who is not going to break the bank, but also a guy that might be able to push Dwayne Haskins and or give the Redskins that extra veteran insurance, whether he starts, whether he backs up, whether it's a true quarterback battle, whatever it might be. And I would assume Teddy Bridgewater would cost a pretty decent chunk of change, even though he hadn't played much in the last couple of years after that gruesome knee injury. But he's been healthy the last couple of years. He's learned. He's learned from Sean Payton, Drew Brees. Uh, theoretically, he should be ready to go. Uh, again, the Saints offense wasn't great when Breeze was out, but it was certainly effective. We'll have a deeper dive on Teddy Bridgewater in the days to come, but that's just something to keep in mind as the Redskins formulate this first offseason. Now, one final number that I'd like to throw out to you, uh, my buddy John Keim of ESPN uh, threw this out on Twitter, and I followed up with a couple of numbers as well. So, Again, Norv Turner called the plays for the first, what, third, uh, 12 games or whatever it was, and Scott Turner took over once Ron Rivera was fired as the play caller. So between the two of them, this is between the two of them. And again, Norv right now is not here. I don't know if Norv is coming back. I have no idea at this point. I doubt it, but you just never know. In Carolina, according to Kime, and I did verify this, 485 first down plays. They dropped back to pass 263 times. Now, they only attempted 244 passes because they were sacked 19 times. So that's how you get the difference um, between uh, two between 263 and, and the actual completion attempts, uh, or attempts, I should say, which was 244. But as Kime notes, that's the second most in the NFL. Second most in the NFL. The Redskins were last in this area, throwing 167 times on first down. Clearly, that's going to be a pretty big philosophical change. But the reason why the Redskins we're not throwing as much on first down is not just because of Bill Callahan. I mean, Jay Gruden hated to run. He loved to pass. It was because they were inefficient passing. It was because they weren't good enough, especially in Dwayne Haskins' first four or five games. And, you know, I'll give you a couple of other numbers on the Carolina Panthers here real quickly before we go into the Redskins. Uh, again, they were sacked 19 times. On those 263 passing plays, 62.3% completion percentage, four touchdowns, four interceptions, 7.5 yards per attempt, all according to profootballreference.com in 2019 for the Carolina Panthers. The Redskins at the bye were averaging 5.5 yards per attempt on first down. They had been sacked, I think it was 14 times. People want to ignore reality and people want to ignore facts and think I just want to run the ball all the time. Now the numbers got a lot better and we're going to do a numbers breakdown of the Redskins offense coming up here in the ensuing days. But the bottom line is 
they weren't not throwing just because of philosophy. They weren't not passing because they stunk at it. They were terrible between penalties and sacks and incompletes and bad percentages. They weren't good. They weren't moving the football through the air on first down. I can't tell you how many times I have to fight this battle that the better you are at something, the more you're going to get. Again, against Philadelphia a couple of weeks ago, Dwayne Haskins was like 9 of 10 on first down. That gave Kevin O'Connell more impetus to throw the football on first down. That allows Bill Callahan to say, no, you know what? We're having success with it. Let's stay with it. Let's keep doing it. Let's keep evolving. But when the guy doesn't know the playbook and the plays and doesn't know all of the semantics, why would you do something that you can't do? And statistically, that was proven to be true. And that was, of course, with Case Keenum, with Colt McCoy, with Jay Gruden, with Bill Callahan. I mean, it was with everybody. With Dwayne Haskins, they weren't good. They weren't good. Uh, Kime adds, the Skins were ranked ninth in yards per pass attempt on first down, 8.12. 15th um, on the run, 4.32. However, the 57.8% completion percentage on first down ranked 31st. 55 of the 170 runs gained one yard or less. Uh, seven, 78, uh, 782 yards or less, uh, which was eighth most in the NFL. And he points out inefficient all over because I pointed out that the Redskins weren't very good on first down. Again, the Redskins were much better on first down passing with Dwayne Haskins once he got used to it and once he got comfortable. But they were not good under Case Keenum. They were not good under Colt McCoy. They were not good the first four or five games, uh, you know, under Dwayne Haskins or under Bill Callahan. So, you know, we can sit here and throw out all the numbers in the world, but the bottom line is, is they weren't good enough. All right, we've got to take a break. We've got to catch up on the... All right, we're running late. Coaching news coming up next as we wrap up the Locked on Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, good to have you with us. In addition to Scott Turner officially being named offensive coordinator, Nate Katzer is going to stay on as special teams coordinator, and that's a good thing because he made a good unit even better this past year. Of course, Tressway, everybody knows how good he was, Pro Bowl punter, starter, NFC. Uh, and listen, we knew that Dustin Hopkins was always good, solid. Uh, he was very good this year, uh, as well. Nick Sunberg, uh, vote for Sunberg in the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award on Twitter. You guys know how to do that. But Stephen Sims Jr. was an infusion of speed and talent. Remember that big kickoff return he had against uh, Detroit, 91 yards for the touchdown, also had a big one 
earlier in that game to set up a potential scoring drive, which, of course, the Redskins squandered. Uh, Katzer wasn't really a guy that came here with a lot of accolades in terms of statistical achievement, uh, but talking to people in Tampa that knew him, they knew he was a good coach, and he was, you know, a, a very energetic, a very uh, player-friendly, but also, you know, positive. And I think Tressway, uh, you know, made an adjustment on how he stands, how he catches the ball, how he receives the ball from Nick Sundberg. That helped. So it was good to see Katzer stay behind. Really, he's about the only leftover. Uh, we haven't gotten the full, full, full entire coaching staff yet. And, of course, you know, we think guys like Chad Englehart will stay, but we we, we don't know that for sure. Uh, he, you know, they haven't hired a strength and conditioning coach, but there's very few guys that are staying. Um, and Katzer is obviously a major guy. And don't forget, Ron Rivera coached against Katzer uh, when Rivera was the Carolina Panthers head coach and Katzer was with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the same division a couple of times a year. All right, that's going to do it for us right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. We'll have more coaches, more news, more updates, and everything. Plus, we're going to start getting into our Skin Spotlight series, uh, all the numbers that you need. Uh, we will keep you informed and entertained throughout the offseason. Always something to talk about right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. Adios. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.